Manimal here. It's Monday, November 20th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, the first free agent signs, and we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about what it means for other free agents and what it means for the Rangers who are in on other free agents. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. If you want to, wait a minute, just in case you guys didn't know, the Texas Rangers are your 2023 World Series champions. Never gets old. If you want to find me on social media, you can find me at Kevin Lee Frazier. If you want to find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media, you can find us on TX Rangers WTB. Now, if you want to find us on our website, that's TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. It's all one word. Only one word. And as you heard, joining me, my co-host, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull. How you doing, buddy? And where can they find you on the socials? Man, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Uh, free agency kind of jumped off the, the yesterday morning, didn't it? Yeah, it, it it did set off with a little bit of a bang. The Phillies yeah, decided was, they were going to make everybody pay a lot more money than they probably want to. The the Phillies they 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 love to set that market, don't they? Remember a couple of years ago when we were we were thinking that the Rangers were going to sign Zach Wheeler in that 2019. Uh, um, uh, off season because the, they were going to make that run at 2020 because they had all those good young players. Remember all those good young players the Rangers had, yeah. Um, but they were going to make a run, and I thought they were going to sign Zach Wheeler. And then what he got and what I thought he was going to get were two different things completely. And it was the Phillies that kind of set that market, and uh, um, you know did the same thing kind of last year with Trey Turner. And you know, from all indication, everything I've seen that uh, Aaron Nola had more money on the table in certain places on the AAV, but uh, that seventh year was a real can't get around it type thing. You know what I'm saying? Like that mm-hmm. extra year that, I mean, cause I think everybody had kind of thought that uh, Nolan would get five or six years, probably six high end um, from all indications, the uh, Atlanta Braves were trying to trying to work it that way, but we got to, uh, I got to stop. I got to stop. I haven't even yeah. told people about Twitter. No, and told all about that Twitter stuff yet. I mean, you, you know, those free agents start falling and you know, it's going to be quick. So I got to get right on it. You know, I don't have time to talk about Twitter and, you know, X and Manimal Bull and Instagram Manimal 300 and both Facebook and TikTok Bull Pro. You know, I just don't have time for that. So if, uh, you know, I mean, you're, you're thinking, man, yeah, what does he have time for? Well, send me a message on uh, one of those platforms, and I'll tell you what uh, my time is uh, uh, is va- where my time is valued. Oh, love it, love it. Well, now that we got that out of the way, you already kicked us off with some Aaron Nola talk. So why don't we just stick to that? I, I think uh, what were the the terms of that deal? Seven years of what? One hundred and seventy two two one seventy two. Uh, wow. You know, I think that. I, I think for us, I think the big implication is not that whether Aaron Nola was actually worth it. Uh, I would be willing to say that of the starting pitchers, I probably would go and say that he was the best one. 
um, on the market. Obviously, Otani's the best player, but uh, Nola has been uh, outstanding pretty much indefinitely, and he's also one of the younger guys on that list. So, again, getting, you know, the younger guys get a little bit more money because they're going to be hanging around a little bit longer. I think it's not whether Nola was really worth the money. It's more about what what he what that's what precedent now has been set going forward and what does that really mean for the Rangers? Yeah, I think that was the big thing, right? Because I mean, uh maybe towards the end of the season you're thinking that Jordan Montgomery may be somewhere around four and a hundred and ten. And then, you know, after the playoffs happen and you're thinking, well, he's probably going to be more like five and 135 or 140. And then you're kind of seeing like, oh, well, you know, someone may have to sneak in that sixth year to get Jordan Montgomery to come to their squad. And now Nola signing it at seven years kind of sets that precedent. It kind of gets the ball rolling on what, value those starting pitchers have right now and and it's not surprising at all that there's a ton of value with Aaron Nola he's uh you know he's gonna throw you 180 plus innings most years he's um he's relatively durable throughout that first part of his career um and I think a lot of that has to do with you know he's he's more reliant on a knuckle curve than than high velocity and you know those I'm not saying that those guys are predominantly more durable but you know sometimes not throwing as hard and having good off speed can keep you around the big leagues a little bit longer than you know just throwing hard um so you know it makes sense for the Phillies the Phillies are going to need starting pitching you always need starting pitching and you know I mean if Aaron Nola goes somewhere else that means that the Phillies have less starting pitching so keeping him in town was probably a big deal for him and and you know staying in Philadelphia kind of seemed like a big deal for Aaron Nola as well because I mean you know when you see that the Braves are offering a higher AAV but they don't want to put the years on it and you're seeing you know you think okay well you know he really wants to be in Philly because you know he wants to make sure he he gets those years yeah so what what now because there are some younger guys that are, there's some guys out there younger than Nola. What does this do to the entire market? I mean, is this going to, are, are the Rangers going to be looking at having to give six years to Jordan Montgomery? Yeah, most likely in order. For, I mean, because I really feel like, you know, the only way he doesn't take six or doesn't get six years is if he is hell bent on staying somewhere or going somewhere that that uh, he can get that, you know, go the exact opposite direction of Nola and go, hey, I'm looking for a higher AAV instead of more years. Hmm. Um, so, but I, I mean, again, I think those years are the most important things for a lot of starting pitchers because they know how hard it is to stay healthy in the big leagues. And, you know, when you've done that for your first seven, you want to get paid for your next seven. And, and I get that. And Montgomery's kind of been that same way. He's been relatively durable, you know, same thing with Blake Snell. I mean, he had an arm injury earlier in his career, but for the most part, he's been really durable the last several years. And he's got a couple of Cy Youngs that say that he gets outs, you know? So, um, 
those guys, those guys in their own right. I mean, Snell, he's another guy that he's what twenty nine. I want to uh, say he's thirty, but I'm thirty. I may be okay. wrong on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that I, I gotta, I gotta believe that you know Blake Snell's probably going to get seven years now for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he's one of what like eight dudes that's ever won a Cy Young in both leagues. So his stuff translates both ways. Um, so I could see him being a guy that demands seven now and, and, and team saying, well, that's the going rate and that's what we got to do. So I could see him being somewhere around that same thing that Nola just signed. Um, yeah. Montgomery probably, if he does get seven, I don't know that it'll be for 172, but it might be. Um, I just, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to get into like what the numbers are going to be for each specific guy, because I don't know exactly what their market is playing out at just yet. And if there is, uh, you know, high regard as Aaron Nola because of his, um, him being more durable over the last handful of seasons. Um, but, but again, you know, I, am not, I'm not terribly, I wouldn't be terribly shocked if Montgomery for sure got that sixth year. I definitely wouldn't be shocked by that. Um, and, and now, you know, like, I don't want to say that I was shocked when I got a, you know, when I, when I pull up Twitter this morning and, and, or yesterday morning and Nola's getting seven years. I don't want to say I was shocked because I don't think I was shocked. I just was thinking, oh man, just like the Phillies to, to inflate that market right off the bat and make everybody pay a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the part that is a little bit like discouraging is just that now this is three years in a row that they've kind of done this and, and it, I, it, I don't know. It, it's just kind of like, man, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to guess that some of the teams are out there kind of like, come on, man, like stop it. You know? Well, and, and again though, I mean, but that's what makes it so, uh, you know, makes baseball so much fun is that, you can you can have things like that, and you know nobody can stop you. And if you do it, well, worst case scenario, you just got to pay a luxury tax. Yep, yep. You so, know, and, and and you know, as much as as much as we talk about these guys being kind of uh, you know not wanting to pay that, at the end of the day, they're all billionaires that have billions of dollars of revenue coming in. Absolutely. So I think this would be a good question, you know, maybe to ask our listeners, you know, like should the Rangers um, should the Rangers be looking at giving this kind of money to Jordan Montgomery to keep him around? Because he's going to, that's the, the, the reality is, is that's what he's going to be asking for. Um, and if the Rangers are going to pursue any of these free agents, um, free agent pitchers at the top, and, uh, I'm going to kind of go through what each of their, each of these guys, and we don't have to take too long on each one of them. Uh, and just kind of think like, like, is Jordan Montgomery the best guy to bring well, back? You know, or, let's do let's, that. Let's do that for sure. Okay. Well, let me tell everybody real quick mm. that we are just five days away from Friday, December 1st, and the Winter Classic at, at Martin House Brewing in Fort Worth, Texas. We're just five days away. Get your tickets. Come on out. Sit ringside. Watch me win a, a trophy just like the Rangers. Oh, beautiful. December 1st, Martin House Brewing. We're and I would be remiss if I didn't tell everybody Are you to sure bring it's your fun? sweet tooth. Wait, wait, wait. Good friends at Starry Ice Cream. 
because she's going to have all of her all of her uh, treats out there on Friday night. And uh, you know what? There's never a bad time for ice cream. I'm going to go and, and let you know that it's actually going to be more than five days because five days from now is going to be Friday, uh, November oh, 24th. Oh, 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 so just to make 12. sure we don't have people showing up to Martin House Brewing the day after Thanksgiving well, if uh, you on do, Black Friday. If you do, Sarah, sorry, my bad. I, I, I've got the, the cart behind the horse, oh. in front of the horse, something yeah. like that. Sorry, two weeks away from from last Friday. Uh, it's December 1st, not this Friday. This Friday is Black Friday. Next yeah. Friday is Matt War Pro Friday. So sorry, my bad, my bad. I just I'm just so excited about winning this uh, Winter Classic Cup that I, mm. that I that I got it all I got it all discombobulated and messed it all up. But Friday, December 1st is coming on as fast, a couple of weeks away. So, you know, bring your sweet tooth. They're going to have food trucks out there for you if you're hungry. They've got all that Matt War Pro Body Slammer IPA in there <laughs> just waiting for you to come in and pick it up. So uh, Friday, December 1st that we've uh, we've reiterated is not this Friday, the mm. following Friday. So join us the following Friday for mm. Matt War Pro. Now, let's get back into free agent talk because I was excited about this, but I didn't want to disappoint our sponsors over there at Matt War Pro. Absolutely. So... I think the big and we we actually I maybe I maybe have misstated just a little bit about who the top free agent pitcher might be. Um, I know that Otani obviously is the top player available, um, but this guy coming out of Japan, uh, Yamamoto. Let me get his name right here. Yoshinobu. Yeah, Yoshin Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Um, Twenty five years old. Uh, you know, reminds a lot of people of uh, you, Darvish, which, I mean, talk about a stud. Um, Darvish is about as stud as it gets. So he might be the top pitcher um, on the free agent market in terms of maybe upside. Obviously, uh, Nola being a, a commodity that we know about um, could be arguably the top guy. But let's talk about that and. You know, how much are the Rangers in on Yamamoto? You know, what what would you rather see the Rangers do in this situation? Because you know there's only going to be so much money to go around. And you know that, um, you know, you're probably not going to be able to get Otani and Yamamoto and Jordan Montgomery. Um, so what, what are we thinking here? What are we thinking the Rangers should be? What are we thinking? Because we technically don't know really what the Rangers are thinking yet. Uh, but what are we thinking the Rangers should be going well, after? You know how it is with Yamamoto. I mean, everybody's linking him to the Yankees. Um, and, I mean, like, what happens and what people want are two different things. But, you know, the Yankees have that kind of presence and power to do that kind of thing. Um, and it all really depends on where y- Yamamoto wants to be and what he's trying to get out of uh, out of it as well. Um, and I mean, you know, New York is, is going to be a, a place to be if you're, a, if you're a ball player, it always is, um, be- probably the best brand in baseball. I mean, whether they're winning or losing, they're still probably top five best brand in baseball, no matter what. And, uh, you know, so I could see that I, I, um, the Rangers, 
I mean, as far as I know, Otani's interested in coming here. They're interested in bringing Otani here. That's just going to be a wait and see what the market looks like. I've also been seeing a lot of things where the Dodgers are talking about signing Otani and then trading for Mike Trout. Oh, wow. So it's like, you know, who, who knows? I mean, I don't know if that's possible. I mean, I don't know if you can do that and, and, and keep all your team together, but I imagine you can. Um, but we'll see what the Angels are willing to do too. You know, they they just signed a they just signed a, a new manager, and at the presser didn't uh, didn't act like they were taking the putting the foot on the brakes and stopping down and starting over with him either. So, right, um, you know, so I don't know that that Trout is just openly available on the market. I have no clue. Um, but yeah, the uh, Otani. I mean, I'd love for him to be a Ranger. I mean. It, even with the uncertainty of what he brings and what this second arm injury does, um, you know, still interested. Uh, I wasn't disinterested. You know, I mean, we were still excited last year whenever Nathan Eovaldi came over here and he was coming off of a second Tommy John just recently as well. So, I mean, you know, I mean, you can see that, there's going to be times where you got to rest those guys and make sure they're a hundred percent more than you would in, you know, normally. But I mean, if it's an, if it's a guy that's never had a Tommy John and he's spilling elbow discomfort, you're going to shut it down too. So, you know, I mean, uh, but I don't think the second arm surgery, the, the biggest concern is if he wants to pitch after he gets back from that, you know, I mean, uh, the, I think another big thing that's going to come into play with Otani is where you're willing to put options. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because if he comes back in two years and pitches in 2025 and he's back to the guy that he was in 2023 prior to getting hurt, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, uh, what's his market then at the end of 2025, whenever it's a sure thing that he's going to throw well coming back from the sur- surgery. So, you know, I mean, there may need to be options placed in certain spots for Otani to sign with anybody. Um, uh, when you get down further on that list, you get past Yamamoto. We talked about Snell. Snell's got Cy Young's in both leagues, but he also walks a ton of guys and he'll drive you crazy. Yeah. But he normally works around it. I don't know that there's anybody in the league that has a sharper breaking pitch than him. And, you know, I mean, you've seen it now in, in both leagues that he can be dominant at certain times. And if you look past, like, his first handful of starts this year, I mean, there was no guy in baseball more dominant than him. And that, I mean, that's including Garrett Cole. Right, right. So, you know, I mean, is Blake Snell, I don't know that he demands nine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if he's going to get Garrett Cole money. But like you just said, he's 30 years old. Um, you know, he could be looking for seven or six, seven, eight years on that contract and and making sure making sure that he's lined up for the rest of his life, you know, I mean, or his career. So who knows on Blake Snell? I like Blake Snell, but those walks will drive you crazy. But you've seen it. I mean, he works around him. You also got to look into the fact that you know that most nights he's only going to give you five. Yeah. No, man, I don't know that that turns anybody off anymore because, you know, five is is viable for a starting pitcher now. And that's, you know, you're looking to get something like that. You're looking to get five innings, 
four four to six innings out of your starter and and keep you in a ball game to where you can get to your bullpen and you know that's not exactly the rangers game right now with the the shape of their bullpen but like we always talk about bullpens are so year to year because i mean two years ago you know you're looking at Brock Burke, Matt Moore, guys like that really having dominant years in a bullpen. Ian Kennedy, the same thing. I mean, and, and you know, those guys didn't bring the same the same energy to the next season. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that can be uh, pl- that has to play out. Um, what other names you got behind uh, Snell? Where, where do we go well, for Snell? Well, obviously, we've got Jordan Montgomery. We've got uh, Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray, a little bit older of a guy. I've been seeing Sonny Gray linked hard to the Cardinals. Yeah, I know uh, the Cardinals are going Montgomery, after right Kind of everybody's been in on – the Cardinals have kind of been in on all these starting pitchers. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the Cardinals are in on Brandon Woodruff, which is a name that we could talk about now. Um, I know he had shoulder surgery and they're expecting him to at least miss the first half of the season. And then when you start looking at his shoulder surgery and the time of recovery, you've got anywhere from six to 18 months. That's a long time, you know, like, I mean, that's a, that's a weird dynamic that you've got, you know, a 14 month gap and what could be recovery time on this. Uh, I would expect it to be more like six to eight months than than more than that but you know even six to eight months you know you're you're getting june july august and september out of brandon woodruff and i'm interested in that dude throws hard he's got good stuff we saw it last year when the brewers came to town and he dominated the rangers Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know he's a guy that he's just going to be a free agent now because the uh, brewers decided not to tender him a contract they decided not to send him anywhere that uh, you know that he didn't want to go, and 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 probably at this point, with what he has left on things, I mean, you'd probably get a bucket of baseballs for him. Mm-hmm. You know, so the 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 Brewers didn't want to go that route, and they wanted to give him an opportunity to go where he wanted to play. Um, so you know, Woodruff is a guy I'm interested in. Uh, who did we say? Before, who did you say before that? Um, we had talked about Sunny Sunny oh, Gray and Montgomery. Sonny Gray's an interesting piece on a smaller contract. Yeah. Um, yeah I like guys. Sonny Gray. I always have. I liked him back when he was a Vanderbilt guy. I mean, he's been around the league for a lot of years. He had good years uh, coming up in Oakland, and he's bounced around the league a little bit since then. But every time he's ever been on the trade dead lo- or the trade blocks or anything like that, you know, he's he's been an interesting piece. He had a run at the Cy Young this year in Minnesota and and really carried a good young staff this year up there in Minnesota. So, you know, he's a very interesting piece. And, uh, you know, if you're getting the guy that uh, Minnesota got last year, you got to love that. And, you know, starting pitchers, that age is just a number when you're getting outs. No, you're right. You're right. And, and I think he would be a nice, a nice addition to the Rangers. But for me, um, I like to, I, I'm going to go with, I, I think Rangers wise, I'd love to see them prioritize re-signing Montgomery. If you're going to spend that kind of money, put it on a guy that, you know, uh, has, has the, you know, what's uh, when it comes playoff time, which he obviously has. And, and, and to me, that adds a little bit of an extra value. If you're going to be a contender, one thing you know, always, yeah, one thing I'll always look back is whenever the Tampa Bay Rays were in the World Series in 2020, and 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 
I'll just never forget the manager going out and taking the ball from Blake Snell in the fifth inning and him not putting up any fight or yep. him not, you know, like, like I mean, you know, I, I feel like, you know, that when you're an ace and you're that type of guy that you, you want that challenge and, you know, you when you need ball games to win that, you know, you'd like to be that guy that's winning them. So, I always have that memory of him just walking off the field like, no, no big deal. It's the World Series, and I'm throwing a great game and all, you know. Right, and and, and, and he's been Montgomery doing, And then Montgomery going seven in game yep. five, you know. Yeah. It's just a, I mean, a difference of demeanor and different, you know. But, again, it doesn't mean that I don't like Blake Snell, and it doesn't mean that I'm going to be disappointed to have him on my ball club. It's just like. When you think uh, when I when I think of him, that's the memory that I have of him. Not the Cy Youngs, not the the others. I've got that memory of on the biggest stage of the game, him not even putting up a fight when Kevin Cash went to go get the ball from him. Yeah, and I and I think that's I think you kind of kind of hit the sentiment for me when it comes to Montgomery. Is it's not just because I'm a Rangers homer. Um, it's that he's a he's a playoff caliber pitcher. He really stepped up not only in the playoffs this year for us, but also down the stretch when we needed somebody and we were having, you know, a lot of issues with our starting pitchers and having issues with health uh, with when you come up talking about Eovaldi and you're talking about Max Scherzer, uh, you know, Montgomery was the guy that pretty much stabilized this team uh, really all throughout the uh, all throughout the playoff run and the playoffs. And it's not about rewarding him with the money. It's more about hey, if you you know what you're gonna get. The other side of it is he's a lefty that can give you innings, which I think is just super valuable. Um, when we, especially compared to when we talk about Blake Snell and knowing that it's only going to be that five that night. Right, and also too knowing that Snell might not have quite the same makeup uh, come playoff time. And then again, I'm talking about you know when you talk about Montgomery. Uh, no, he's not a big swing and miss guy, but at the same time, it's not like you can't make up for that somewhere else. Well, I and again, think- I think I think that <laughs> swing and miss came a lot more into account after he had been throwing big innings in the playoffs on on regular rest and a- asking him to go more than just you know five innings or a hundred pitches or whatever the case may be. And, you know, his arm was getting a little fatigued at that point um, more than anything, because I mean, remember game one of the Houston series and what he did to, uh, to Jordan Alvarez. I mean, he got as many swings and misses as he needed that day. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, I mean, so, so, you know, again, I just, I just think about how, and not to say that, you know, Again, I mean, I watched Blake Snell pitch once whenever he pitched against the Rangers, and then I also watched him pitch in San Diego against the Giants one night. And, I mean, the stuff is great. That afternoon against the Rangers, he looked unhittable. But he walked guys, he worked around counts, got deep into counts, and the next thing you know, five and a third innings into the game of a game where the Rangers haven't looked like they could score at all. Blake mm-hmm. Snell's out of the ball game. Yep. And, yep. Uh, you know, I mean, but again, I, I, I'm not going to hold a ton of that against him because 
A franchises, B, you know, where he was at, Tampa Bay, they're not going to overexert. San Diego wasn't, wasn't winning a ton of games last year to overexert either. So who knows? But at the same time, I mean, I would prefer Jordan Montgomery to Blake Snell because uh, you take the Cy Young away from it. You take all the, you know, you, you, we watched what Jordan Montgomery brought in the playoffs. We also watched him have a string of games where he got beat one to nothing yeah. in the regular season. Uh, you didn't, I mean, maybe, maybe once in that whole time that he was here, did he really get hit around? Right. Uh, he kept them in the game with Baltimore on the night where they were scoring a lot of runs and got them innings and got them into the bullpen. You know, so, yeah, I like Jordan Montgomery again, but I also like Blake Snell. But at the same time, I mean, my memory of Jordan Montgomery in the postseason is a lot different. Um, I, I also remember Jordan Montgomery leaving a game last year in Philadelphia against the uh, Phillies with uh, the game well at hand and the uh, Cardinals blowing it for him afterwards. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, so a lot of memories of Jordan Montgomery being a monster in the playoffs and, you know, for a guy that got traded because the, the almighty Yankees didn't believe that he was going to be a playoff pitcher. You know, mm-hmm. he sure did. He, he sure did. You know, that, that shows you that he's got that, you know, dog in him where, oh, you, th- you don't think I can be this? Well, watch me. Yeah. And he, and he had, he had the, he proved a lot of, he proved those guys wrong 110%. Um, well, I don't have a whole heck of a lot more. Now, one thing I will say is that the Rangers also have the option of, you know, um, going with what they've got, seeing with what they have, um, if, if what they've got is enough to get them where they need to go. Uh, and then, you know, looking down the line at maybe the trade deadline, knowing that they do have a hefty, uh, they got a lot of value down there on the farm. Uh, you're going to have to give up a draft pick for most of these guys, aside from Montgomery. And speaking of down on the farm, we just got through recording one of our uh, most recent episodes where we did a deep dive into uh, the double A, double A, and and really just what it meant, what Frisco looked like this year, and also what Frisco might look like uh, next year. And so, if you want to get a little bit uh, more information on the Rangers, you want to make us your one-stop shop for all things Rangers organization-wide. Just go to our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word, or just go check us out on uh, on Spotify, and you can subscribe. It's just a dollar ninety nine a month. Nothing crazy. We're not trying to break the bank, uh, and you can make this podcast your one stop shop for all things Rangers organization wide. So go check it out. Um, so yeah, so the Rangers do have the other option of, you know, maybe just waiting it out until um, the trade deadline. I, I I'm personally it. It just depends on what's out there. Um, if you can get this, uh, you know, 25-year-old Japanese pitcher who's obviously a uh, a pretty awesome you know, prospect. Yeah, young, got the stuff. If you can get him and hold on to him, I think that's, a, that's definitely a viable option. Um, if not, I think, you know, re-signing Jordan Montgomery, I would think you can probably try to do both there. Um, I would make that my priority right now. And then yeah, and I, um, I wouldn't be against putting a veteran arm in the back as well. Um, you know, I wouldn't, and I also wouldn't be against Brandon Woodruff on a two year to let him get healthy and let him prove himself. No, I wouldn't be against either one of those things. And uh, I think, uh, I think we both agree when it comes to that. And then again, we haven't mentioned the prospects of uh, Josh Hader 
and uh, what that might look like uh, for the Rangers. It's going to cost you a record bullpen contract uh, to to get him, but again, uh, that's definitely a big a big need for the Rangers. But it's yeah. just a matter of what the Rangers are really what kind of risk the Rangers are really if they're wanting to take that kind of risk on a bullpen arm. Well, you know, last year about this time. The Yankees put a whole, I mean, the Mets put a whole lot of money into Edwin Diaz. Mm-hmm. And Edwin Diaz didn't even throw a pitch this year. Now, but that doesn't mean anything. That just means that, you know, Edwin Diaz got hurt. And one of those six years is going to be, you know, for not. Right. But whatever Edwin Diaz signed for this time last year, there's no doubt in my mind that Josh Hader is going to want more. Deservedly. And, you know, probably the same amount of years, but a little bit more money. Um, there's other options, you know. I mean, every day we probably send each other a random relief pitcher. <laughs> that <laughs> we, we decide on whether that guy is worth even looking at or not. And a lot of them are either reclamation projects or guys that got signed or traded for relatively nothing. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you think about it, you know, a lot of times you look at a guy, he's coming off of an injury. You look at his stats that first year back, he struggles a little bit. You look at his, and then you start digging deeper and you see that his velocity was down on those pitches. And then you're thinking, well, man, I saw that with Jose Leclerc just this year, where <laughs> once he got his stuff back into the upper 90s, he was that kind of guy again. He was that dude again, you know? And, and so, you know, the, the, the eyes and ears to the ground, you know, looking at all options. I mean, even if it's a, even if it's a, de- a dude like Sam Coonrod who hasn't had a bunch of good years lately, but he's been good in the past. And if, if it, if it is that, you know, that's the type of guy that, you know, he gets non-tendered and might be interested in him. Matt Bush could be that guy for someone else or, um. Oh gosh, what's that lefty that the Rangers didn't tender the other night? Uh, uh, you know, I mean, just because he's coming off an injury doesn't mean that somebody isn't going to give him an opportunity to pitch. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, hey, I think and that he doesn't deserve it too. You know, right, right. Well, and I think that wraps it up for. It's going to wrap it up for us today. Um, thanks to everybody for tuning in. It's always a blast, as always. Um, this is Texas Rangers with the boys. If you want to check us out on our social media, TXRangersWTV. If you want to check us out on our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. Don't forget to check out our exclusive content, Down on the Farm with the Boys. We cover all things Rangers organization-wide. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. For the 300-pound animal, this is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the Boys. We are signing out.